Welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his path to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher. And I'm Father, God willing, Deacon Stephen Carraher. Yes. Yes. Well, Stephen, here we are. We're at the end of uh, 2023. Yeah, we're, we're recording this on the very last day of yeah. 2023, <laughs> December 21st. So, we got to add a... This is, get, this is, this is last minute. This is like our last second shot. Well, actually, and so actually part of the reason why it's the last minute has to do with some of the things I want to talk about. Because normally when you come, right when you come home from uh, on your break... We would have done it. We would have yeah. done the episode, but you were out. Uh, you had to go somewhere during your break, and I find yeah. it. I found it interesting. You're wondering. You're wondering why do I find this in so interesting? That's true. But and what and what it is that I found interesting is that Stephen, you went uh, chalice shop. I did. Yes, and uh, that's something. You know, it's just a uh, something. Just normal people don't don't think think about. You know, and, and it's that the priest has his own chalice. Uh, and that it's uh, uh, it has special meaning, and and I just want to talk about that 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 and and that whole process, and uh, um, and I know that you actually chose one, what that mm-hmm. means to you, and everything like that. So process. What does one do? Go to Chalices R Us? And, yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. That's a good question. Yeah, I guess, you know, you just kind of don't know, I guess, outside of the, this is good, This because this always reminds me just how, you know, just kind of strange it is being a seminarian. But Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, yeah. this is normal. I mean, this is, is this something you guys talk about at all? Or is oh, it, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you're, you're around a seminary long enough. You'll see, like, it's kind of funny. All these different chalice shops will have, like, their catalogs in the oh, mailroom. They'll give, yeah, yeah. that's how they do their business. They, like, they like kind of, like, send the <laughs> magazines for chalice, uh, chalices and uh, vestments and all that stuff. For, yeah, um, uh, yeah, for the guys. So it's always in the mailroom. There's, there's, there's some. Oh, that's, that's like interesting. Of chalices and stuff. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I was planning. Um, yeah, I kind of waited um, until just kind of around this time as I was a deacon to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, to look for a chalice for for my first mass. I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, just kind of something nice and special, and and kind of like my my thought was for that was you know not necessarily for me, but for you know those people who are you know, going to be at my first mass, those people who will see me, you know, celebrate mass. Yeah. And I wanted to get a nice chalice and I want to get a nice chalice because I wanted it to just kind of proclaim the truth of what's happening. At so what mass. is, yeah. So what does nice mean to you? Yeah. See, that's a really good question. <laughs> nice means different things to different people. Yeah. Um, I, I really like a, uh, kind of like a more of like a Gothic style chalice. I mean, it's got, uh, some like images of, of, yeah. you know, what's happening. So like images from like Jesus's life, um, and just something that, that looks nice and, and, and really presentable and something that, uh, something that would, that, you know, someone would look at and say, wow, something important is happening right here. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that, yeah. that was the idea. And, you yeah. know, different people have different sense of senses of what that is. And, you know, I'd love, I'd love to spend all day describing my chalice <laughs> over a podcast, but, uh, um, but yeah, well, no, but anyway, so I was looking at something that in, in my mind was, was a little bit nicer, something that had like a little bit more, some more imagery of, you know, Christ's life and, um, yeah, something that kind of showed, yeah, revealed the beauty of what's what's happening, you know that the that the that the that the bread and the wine become, yeah. you know, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. So I wanted something that kind of expressed that reality in in like a yeah. very tangible way. And I saw when because you, you looked at a, a several, as I recall, yeah, you I sent me several, a couple yeah. pictures, but I believe mm-hmm. the one that you 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 finally chose had like like. At the base, it was like five. Yeah, about like five or six different images from the images. life of Christ. And, yeah, uh, there's and there's some beautiful ones. Uh, there's there's one. Uh, uh, it's it's Christ on the cross, and I think mm-hmm. his, his mother and and John the beloved disciple are are at the foot of the cross, and 
And there's one of the resur- resurrection, one of the annunciation. Uh, I think on the on the on the top of the of the of the chalice itself is is an image of the nativity. So there's there's oh, a lot really? of I just a lot of different okay. uh, there, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. different uh, images in, in the one that I finally chose. I was very I was very pleased with it. It's they they just did some some really beautiful detail work with it. Um, so yeah. I guess maybe I'll get into like kind of the, the more ch- of the practicals of, of, yeah, of, this kind of like sh- of shopping. So I, I went over to, um, so there's a bunch of different places where you can buy a chalice in the U S. Um, but it's kind of like a really niche market. As you could probably imagine yes. not, not too many people are looking yeah. for a chalice besides like priests and maybe yeah. like people who are like collecting for a museum or something. Yeah. Um, so there's this place in New York called Adrian Hammers. Um, and that's kind of, kind of got the reputation of some of the nicest chalices in the U.S. So and I have I have a friend who lives over in in the Archdiocese of Hartford, Connecticut, which is just a stone's throw yeah, away. It's from a, it's a sub- suburb of it's New like York a City, yeah. New York City, yeah. and it's fairly close. He he was living fairly close to the you know to the shop itself. So I said, yeah. hey, I kind of like dropped him. I I went into his room one day and knocked on his door and said, hey. Uh, you want to go to Adrian Hammers over Christmas break? And he's like, "Let's do it." I'm like, "I need a challenge too." <laughs> so I, I I I I met up with him. I he was very gracious and he let me stay at his at his at his house and everything. And uh and yeah, then we go over to to the place and I I did, had no idea what this place was going to look like. I yeah. just knew that I just basically knew the name. Yeah. And I knew that I'd be talking to a woman whose name was Sue. I'm like, that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> so you walk in. It's like an unmarked building. You you yeah. kind of walk in and it kind of looks like something that's out of like like a doctor's office. There's a bunch of offices and there's like doors that that enter into offices and no windows. And there's a door hmm. that says like Adrian hammers. And it says like ring doorbell to enter. So I'm like, okay. So I'm there with my friend, another deacon. And we're like, Oh, you know what? Let's just do it. So we ring the doorbell and, and then opens up the, uh, Sue opens up the door and it's like, we were like walking into Narnia. It's just like, <laughs> like, like transformed. Rows, yeah. yeah. Like rows and rows of like these glass cases that have these really beautiful chalices. And basically yeah. she gave us some, some white gloves and said, just go to town, just wow. start, uh, start, you know, feel free to open up these, uh, you know, these glass uh, cabinets, you know, take a look at these chalices, hold them and put the ones that you like on a table and we'll start eliminating from there. I'm assuming they had like a table that was not an altar, but was at the same sort of height, right? Or, or yeah, was, I think they had it... one in the back room. I actually didn't go over there. I was just kind of looking at, I was just okay. looking at these chalices and just kind of picking them up to like feel the weight and, you yeah. know. And everything, and it was kind of it was a tough decision. I think I ended up picking out like about like ten to twelve different choices. Oh wow! And, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. and then it was it was really tough, kind of eliminating them and and looking at them. And and, and Sue was really helpful. She really helped me out in terms yeah. of like you know, oh maybe we, you want to look something a little bit more like this, or you no, know, kind of gave me the pros and the cons of getting the particular styles or particular metals or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she was really helpful, and and I think at the end of the day, I I, I just really loved the the ch- the chalice I ended up with, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I didn't, I didn't walk away with the chalice. So it's, it's a little bit too expensive for me to be walking around <laughs> the streets of New York with, with that kind of well, thing. Well, they still have to do the engraving. And, and they got to do some engraving and they got to do a little bit of cleaning for it. And then I okay. think they'll ship it out over here when that's all done. Hopefully that process will take about just a couple of months. Okay. So it'll be, in it'll be plenty ready. of time for, for ordination. All right. A couple of questions then. Yeah. So I'm ready. Said, I'm buckled up. Uh, you started mentioning, you know, like what, I forgot how you said it, but you know, what the chalice is made of sort of thing. And yeah. I, cause this brings me back. I remember when, uh, Nick, your fellow seminarian, it was in town and you guys were talking yeah about chalices yeah i'm sure and yeah yeah yeah, because you know nick and and it was just kind of funny he's there uh, like okay you know and and uh i didn't i never thought about it before that a chalice is going to have um certain precious metals and that sort of thing Mm, and it's not going to be a a dixie cup that you pick up off the ground so uh what are the i mean 
are these guidelines? Are they rules? You know, and so what are the guidelines along those lines? Yeah. So kind of for the guidelines of, you know, what a chalice, you know, should be or yeah. I found in, uh, in like a little section. It's, it's in the, it's in the Roman Missal, but you can find it online. It's called the general instruction of the Roman Missal. It's called, we, we affectionately call it the germ. <laughs> G-I-R-M, the germ. Yes. The general instruction of the Roman Missal. And it says in the general instruction that like the, the chalice and all the other sacred vessels should be something of like a precious metal. Um, which makes sense because it's not going to decay. Yeah, and that's the idea. And they, and they kind of yeah. it's they kind of spell it out in there. It's like they don't want anything that like decays or anything that. Uh, basically, the idea is is kind of like a, what I was saying at the very beginning. We want to show like what's actually happening. So if you know you could you could theoretically you know consecrate you know the you know the wine into precious blood in a Dixie cup. Yeah. Uh, but like, does that? like fully reveal what's actually happening yeah. you know uh you know what's actually happening is we're receiving like the body blood soul and yeah. divinity of christ and you know it's 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 really um it, it's fitting for us to to have that in in a container that is is precious to us you know yeah something that that kind of evokes uh like the grandeur and and the beauty and the, and the holiness of of the the moment that's happening uh at the consecration so the germ makes it very clear that that precious metal is is definitely the preferred yeah. thing to have and uh and it just kind of mentions too like things that are that are con- that are considered like precious or noble um to be like like to be part of like chalices so mm-hmm. i know like some sometimes like some chalices will have like some like jewels or gems or that kind of thing yeah um, I've heard, I've heard actually, uh, you know, sometimes like priests, this is some, some priests will do this as a custom. Like sometimes, you know, if their parents pass away or something, they'll, you know, maybe have like the, a, a stone or a gem or a diamond oh. and like a wedding ring that their parents had and like melt it down and put it in their chalice or something. That's just something that like, hmm. um, that's, you know, and that's just, a reminder, just a reminder. It's, it's kind of like the, you know, it's kind of pointing to like the, the sacredness of, of, yeah. of what's, what's happening there. So. Um, yeah, and there's, and there's a lot of different styles of chalices. There's some that are a little bit more simpler, but are, you know, still have the precious metal and some that are a little yeah. bit more ornate. Um, but yeah, the idea from the germ is that, yeah, it should be something that's a precious metal, something that's not going to decay over time, something that's not going to like absorb the precious yes. blood, you know? Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, something that just is, is a fitting, a fitting vessel to, yeah. to have like the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. I have to, sh- I have to share this with you that yeah. I've found myself over the years, Reflecting, you know, after you've received communion, you're in the back in the pew kneeling and reflecting. Uh, I, I, it's just, I watch the priests when they clean. I know this is, but with the, and just the reverence that I see that, and that just, for me, that just reinforces that something, as you were saying, something important just yeah. happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get to appreciate, I mean, I'm not looking at the chalice as, wow, that's a beautiful chalice, but it's like, hey, this is something that's special and I'm taken care of. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I could see where people would think like, hey, clean it, get, get over. But to me, it's just, uh, it's, that's part of the Eucharist for, for communion for me is, is the, the care with which yeah. you watch that and then you put everything. And it's, it's, I guess part of it to me says also, uh, I'm one of those guys. I got to put everything in order and that kind of thing. And it's yeah. part of okay, 
everything's everything's it, nice and in order yeah, everything's sure. nice and in, in, in order yeah i'm sad. kind of the same way too you know, the apple doesn't far fall far, <laughs> far, far from, from the, the tree. tree yeah no but yeah. i think uh and it's i think it's beautiful too kind of getting back to that point it's it's yeah. that that moment you know when you're purifying the vessels and and, yeah. and and the whole pretty much the whole thing of mass is you know if it's done well it could be, really be a moment of, yeah. of true catechesis you know of what yeah. actually happens yeah. you know and we're in this we're in this time of eucharistic revival you know yeah. we're, we're having like this you know, a big conference over in Indianapolis coming up this summer where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully, you know, a large number of American Catholics will come and we'll be having this, uh, you know, huge festivity trying to, you know, proclaim the truth of the Eucharist, that it is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And, uh, you know, if we're in this, in the midst of this kind of like season of, of recatechizing everybody, at least in the United States, about what the Eucharist is, I think it's really beautiful that we take, you know, do we take our time and with these things and, yeah. you know, things like as simple as like purifying the vessels, which, which describes, okay, like what did we actually partake yes. in and, yeah. you know, what, you know, what are those little drops of, uh, with thing, uh, little drops of liquid that looks like wine. What is that actually? Or, yes. you know, oh, there's little crumbs of that, of yeah. things that look like bread, like what that actually is. Um, it kind of points to, you know, it's, it's evangelical. It's, it's kind of, it is, it's giving us a message. It's yeah. giving us catechesis. It's telling us, you know, what, what is important in, in our faith and what, what gift we have received, uh, in the mass. So, yeah, I think things like that, like things like a nice chalice, th- things like, you know, celebrating the mass reverently and, and, you know, doing things like taking time to clean the vestments, those aren't like just empty gestures. I think those yeah. are things that, you know, can really, you know, give a message to people who are, um, you know, give kind of confirm the faith of, of people and can, uh, you know, give more catechesis for people yeah. who need it of like what, what actually happens during mass. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. So I've, like I said, I found myself watching that. Um, a couple other or another challenge question for yeah. you is, um, so, uh, priests. I'm assuming they have different sets of chalices in a sense. I mean, I imagine you'd have like a to a travel oh sure yeah. kit. Uh, you'd have your go to at home one. Yeah. Uh, you'd have like a spare around in case somebody or does that does that happen? Sure. I mean, it, like at, at the Toms, is there a spare in case somebody comes? Yeah, we actually have. Oh, you got to go back to at yeah. The, I should at look. The oh yeah, back in actually, the we've and, got a we've yeah. got a whole chalice closet with a yeah. And that, yeah, closet. that over in the corner. There, yeah, over in the corner. Yeah, we have. Okay. we must have over at St. Thomas More like maybe like ten chalices just kind of ready really? to go. I might sneak a peek. Yeah, you should sneak a peek at some time. And there's some really nice yeah. ones over there. I think uh, Monsignor Weiss has a chalice that's in there. The like if you look at oh, the bottom, really? it's in great. I think it's. I think it was an ordination gift from his sisters. I think. Okay. Um. So that chalice gets used every once in a while. I think the Carmelites use that fairly frequently. Okay. There's some really nice. There's actually some really nice chalices back okay. there. Okay. Uh, uh. Yeah. So yeah. Usually, uh, in my um, just kind of in my experience, you know, parishes will have at least a couple of chalices just kind of hanging around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, priests are you. You know, because you have a visiting priest come on in, and, and yeah, you know, that's that's what I was thinking. It. And but and then when you and then oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. Yeah, and and then like priests will very often have their own personal chalices. Now it's not like required to be a priest. It's not required that you have your own personal chalice. Okay. But you know, if you want to celebrate mass every day, and like if you're on the road, it's it's very nice yeah. to. Uh, you know, it's nice to have like a travel mass kit. That's actually that's what I was going to ask. So yeah. yeah, so that actually that actually does um uh, that does exist. And actually, it's kind of funny like. Around this time when, you know, it's ordinations is coming or priest ordinations coming up for me about like five months. So people are already like giving me messages like, what do you want? What can I get you for a gift? What yeah. can I get you for a yeah. gift? And, you know, a couple of people have offered to buy me one of these like mass kits, which is like, you know, it has like, you know, it's almost like a little briefcase. It has like a little, like a smaller chalice, like a smaller little patent where the, where the hosts go and okay. like little receptacles for like some wine and some water and okay. uh, just a couple of things like some candles here and there and like oh. maybe like a spot for like a little tiny Roman missile or something. Hmm. Um, 
So yeah, that's something that's a common thing that like priests will will get for for ordination gifts. And so yeah, so yeah, very often you'll have yeah, priests will have like a maybe like one like a traveling set, and then maybe like a you know maybe like maybe a, you know a nice ordination chalice, and then maybe like something a little bit more simple or something. Yeah, you know sometimes it's it's maybe. A lot of times, you know, priests don't really look for chalices. Chalices just kind of come to them. Priests. Yeah, the challenge, it's yeah, chalice so, chooses you. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just kind of things naturally happen very frequently. So, um, and yeah, it's it's something too. Chalices are, are something that a priest would love to love to pass on to to further generations. Yeah, it's an heirloom. So, yeah, yeah, it's like an heirloom, and uh, and yeah, it's just kind of you know, the idea is is like you know we're you know want to continue to perpetuate the sacrifice right. that's happening at the mass. So, right. um, you know, from one generation to the next, like yeah. you know, guys will pass their chalices along, and uh, yeah, and yeah, that's that's some some really beautiful ones. I know, um, yeah, I I know a couple of a couple of guys who have some chalices that are like maybe like three or four generations old of like really? priests have been yeah just been like passing it down. They've given it to you know mentors will give it to their mentees and okay. you know they'll just keep on yeah. uh, keep on passing it down so cool but yeah it's just kind of a really beautiful some little beautiful little traditions that okay. uh, that the church has and the priesthood has so uh but yeah so i i mean i didn't get a nobody was knocking at my door saying like hey i've got a heirloom chalice for you so I'm like, you know what, let's just let's just go out and buy one and then we'll start yeah. that whole process so um yeah so aside chalices, yeah. uh, are there other, I mean, that was just one route that I went down, but I mean, what about all these things yeah, you got to so, get ready to. Yeah. So some big, so some big things, it's like the chalice and then like the, your like first mass vestment are usually some, some big, yeah. uh, big things that some, you know, new, newly ordained priests will often, uh, yeah. you know, get, or people will sometimes sponsor it for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got, I also have, I got a set of, uh, vestments for myself as well, which are, once again, I kind of wanted them to be a little bit nicer. Once yeah. again, the, that whole idea too, of like, it, you know, it's, it's proclaiming something is proclaiming yeah. that something important is happening here. Yeah. You know, something, you know, beautiful is happening here. That something, you know, profound and holy and, and sacred is happening here that, you know, kind of requires and demands yeah. our attention. And it, and it's funny from, from the pew side, we might not notice it the same way that we might. But we notice it, if you know what I mean. It, oh yeah. Uh, subconsciously, it says something to yeah. to us, even though it's not. Oh, Stephen's wearing the Christian Dior. But you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but 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 it, but it but it does register in the pews. You, yeah. you do see. And it underscores, you know, just the green, hey, it's ordinary time. And then that makes, hey, you go into the purple yep. and, uh, 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 you know, and it does underscore. And, and gosh, what was it? There was a, a holy day the other day. And I forgot even what the vestment, the priest came out and it's like, it jarred me. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> wake that's up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's some, some, that's a beautiful thing about being Catholic. It's just all yeah. those little things. Like yeah. it's all a lot of details, you know, a lot yeah. of detail can go into the liturgy and a lot of detail yeah. can go into, uh, you know, just kind of like proclaiming what's actually happening there. So yeah. and I find that, I find that very beautiful and I'm, you know, looking yeah. forward to participating in that as yeah. a priest. Uh, yeah. Soon enough. Great. Great. Um, Okay. Uh, that's about all I had on, on, on chalices and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did want to touch on, you know, where, cause where we're at right now in December, you got some things coming up. If yeah. you don't mind me, oh, I'm pivot, I'm pivoting here yeah, that's great. A, a little bit because it's, I, I want to sneak in a couple minutes to talk about it. Uh, where, where are you off to next at the uh, end of, yeah, at the end of, uh, so it was just to fill people in Stephen's on his Christmas break, uh, new year, this new year's Eve, but then after to start the new year, you're going, yeah, I'm going to going off to a conference. I'm going off to the Seek conference. So S 
S S E E K. I mean, it's it's it does. I don't think it stands for anything. Yeah, I think oh, it's, I, thought... I think it's just you know seek like you're seeking. Oh, seeking. seeking. Oh, okay. People seeking. Okay, so tell and, us. Yeah, so basically, it's a conference that's put on every year by a group called the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. It's often abbreviated Focus. Yeah, um, which is a, a college campus ministry program that's really big on. Uh, you know, they have these really young missionaries, usually these people who are you know these men and women who just graduated from college, who pretty much they go back to the college campus and yeah. start you know evangelizing, making decisions disciples, leading small groups, uh, just kind of like, you know, through authentically witnessing their yeah. lives, sharing their lives with, with the other people on the campus, uh, building up, you know, new disciples and building up disciples for Christ in the church. And they have this big conference every year where, you know, they'll get about like 15 to 20,000 yeah. uh, college students from across the country in. And, uh, and so I went there once as a student. It was my senior year of college, and it was just that, that had a really big. That impact has been very it. yeah. It was just really beautiful to definitely the you know it's beautiful because you know you have mass every day and yeah. it's it's definitely the biggest mass that I've ever been to, being with like fifteen to twenty thousand yeah. people <laughs> praying mass at the you know yeah. being there and participating at mass at the same time and uh, yeah. it kind of gives a really beautiful image of what's actually happening during mass and it's all the communion of saints yeah. you know praying together so it's 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 very beautiful. Um, and on top of that, there's the number of Catholic speakers will come and, and give a give a whole bunch of talks. Um, and it's all like the all the big uh, the big. Heavy, oh yeah, 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 so. yeah. The big. Do they? I thought they did some breakouts too, right? They'll do some breakouts some too breakouts. as well. Yeah. So some big keynotes in the evening, and then some smaller breakout yeah. sessions, and uh, yeah. But yeah, the impact that those because I I won't mention by name, but some of your friends that have done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for them to go, I think of your friend that went out to Los Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know for him. You know, the impact of having somebody, it's one thing for college students to see, like me, like some old guy talking to him, but to yeah. have somebody who's from their generation, who knows, you know, who's in tune with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. What do you do? You know, oh, it yeah, just yeah. opens it up and yeah, it's kind like of very really, powerful. Yeah, it makes it look, it makes the Christian life look really attractive, which I yeah. think a lot of people in, in college are looking, you know, we're we're searching for like, you know, what's the best way that I can live my life? You know, what's the most yeah. satisfying way I can live my life? What's the most, you know, what's the way, what can I do the most good at? And, and yeah. uh, you know, people, uh, sometimes they look at the Christian vision of, of you know, life and kind of look at it as like, oh, that's just for old people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you go to a normal parish, sometimes that's what yeah. it looks like. So, yeah. um, so it's really, I think it's been a really powerful witness focus. And there's there's other groups that are like Focus too that are, are doing great work on the yeah. college campus. Yeah. Uh, but Focus in particular is doing some excellent work, just kind of witnessing, uh, yeah. witnessing what, uh, you know, having these young, uh, young Catholic people witness yeah the truth that you don't have to be old, like the li- yeah. living a Catholic life can happen in college and living right. a Catholic life can happen in your youth. Uh, and it can be a very, and it's a very beautiful life. And, yeah. uh, and it's so, it's great to have this conference and it's great too for me. Cause like everybody that I know is there. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like a huge reunion of everybody, yeah, like everybody across the U S comes. And so it's, I, I definitely take it as a chance to catch up with some people and fantastic uh, and say hi. So yeah, if you could, uh, yeah, pray, pray for, for you. Uh, pray yeah. for me, but also, yeah, pray for all those 15, 20,000 yeah. students that are going. Yeah. So, because, uh, I mean, the idea with this conference is it's not necessarily for people who are really strongly Catholic, but they invite, like, college campuses will invite just, just about anybody to this conference. Fantastic. Like, people on the margins, people yeah. who, like, you know, anywhere between, like, hardcore atheists to, like, hardcore wow. Catholics. Like, wow. getting the whole, Great. getting pretty much everybody in here. Great. Um, and, and, you know, giving them, we have some good speakers lined up and, uh, 
Yeah, the idea is like, at the very least, you know, kind of open them up to see the, mm-hmm. just the truth, the beauty, and the goodness of the mm-hmm. Catholic faith. So fantastic. Yeah, so I'm, li- I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, please pray for all yeah, 15,000. Pray for 15, a great conference. 20,000 of those students who are coming and yeah, pray for all of us who are going to hopefully, you know, be good witnesses there for them. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, well, that wraps it up for the year for us. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> next, time, next time we'll talk, it'll be 2024. It'll be 2024. That? Okay, well, as we wrap it up, uh, remember, uh, there is no charge for father and dad, but we do ask for one form of payment. If you like what you've heard, please tell two friends.